You're tuned in to Rob and Evan on Native Sun DC. Hey, man. Hey, man. What are you doing? How you doing over there, buddy? I'm doing specially. How are you? Doing just fine. Are you doing, are you doing a little snookily? We are. All right. I'm Who are we? Where are we? What are we doing? Uh, I think this is the Native Sun DC podcast, is it not? And we are in Natives of DC in DC. Stone's Throw from the Rock Creek. Who are you, anyway? I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Well, allow myself to introduce myself. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Robert O'Neill Klein. O'Neill, yeah, coming I love at you. O apostrophe Neil. Also, it's, it's right. not. It's not all. It's like just, Shaquille. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal Klein. Without the sneakers or the cash. And the guy who forgot to turn my microphone on at the beginning of the show, Matthew Yancey. How are you? That sir? would be me. Well, hello, hello, Matthew. Oh, you think People? I didn't notice that? Did you? Oh no, I know you noticed. Oh, okay, all right, that's fine. You know, it's, it's a, always a little, little rough on takeoff. There's a lot of buttons bumpy. you got over there. There's a little bit of turbulence. I wish you could see it. There's, there's cords dangling. There's buttons. There's mics. All sorts there's, of stuff. Uh, and what is that thing that you press? It looks like it's a I phone sh- from 1972. I that- shocked myself last week because I was plugged into a uh, ungrounded. Oh, that's right. You need to be grounded, Matt. You really should be. Yeah. Uh, no, seriously, what is that device? It looks like now. It looks like a cell phone from two thousand two. What is what? The, the oh, thing these that the things? Bu- yeah. What things? are what are those called? They they look like little walkie talkie cell They're, phone things. Uh, just digital recorders. You, you see, see them a lot in uh, like uh, like Rudy Giuliani is giving a press conference or something, and he's in a hallway, and there's a million people around him. A lot of times, you'll see people holding up this exact. Uh, okay. Thing, which you might think is fancy, cost me twenty bucks at Best Buy. How about that? There well, you go. Well, well played. Rudy Giuliani, nothing but the best for him. Speaking of it, you I mean you you walked right into that, so I think I'm ready to to give one of my final, maybe my final ever political kibble and bit. All right, let's hear it. Well, I, so you know my my preference is to go back like 1700 years in history to the source of whatever it is I want to talk about, and then go all the way through history until what we're, we're doing today, and everyone's like, where is he going with this? So that I'm not going to yes. do that. I'm not going to do. That. <laughs> I'm familiar with that. You're familiar with my style, uh, and I actually had something like that cooked up a little bit. Um, I actually don't really know what's going on with Rudy. I think he's still trying to do like the election was stolen. I think he's still there. Are we not past that yet? I mean, he isn't. Like 99.9% of the rest of the population I is. Mean, but tomorrow, he, God willing, there'll be a new president. Yeah, I, God saw with, him, yes, I, yes. I saw him somewhere. He do, he is still out there. I don't know what he's doing there. Well, dude, he's in serious trouble by for the things he said, but I, well, I don't even, you know, whatever. So, uh, yeah, there were, there were the inauguration such that it is will be tomorrow, this being January 19th, 2021. Uh, I don't, I haven't looked downtown yet. Have you gone down there just to see the insanity of all the all the National Guard troops and all the tanks and everything that's down there? I don't unless you have a purpose, if you're meant to be down there, I don't think you're supposed to be going down there. No, so, that, no, I just watch it on TV though. I'm dying to go. I mean, because listen, I mean, we grew up in this city. I mean, yeah. you, I started living here when I was six or seven. And we, were you, you were born here or were you born yeah. in Texas? Yes, here. You were born here. Okay, yes. so you've lived here your entire life. Except for the air quotes of college in California. Yes, yes exactly. Well, you know, and I lived in Wisconsin in college. And I also lived in Colorado. But I, I consider myself a, long, a lifelong D.C. resident, regardless of the of course you are. four or five years I've spent here or there and elsewhere. Um, I've never seen that kind of thing and i've been downtown 20 million times and you know as i like to point out it's like you 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 
call your buddy up and be like, hey, man, I haven't seen you in a while. You want to get a cup of coffee and, and, uh, and catch up? He's like, sure. And you go downtown. It's like, oh, I forgot there's a protest today. And you're just trying to get coffee. But, you know, some 500 people from different states all around the country are now screaming about something. And you're like, dude, I just can I get coffee? And it's it's a weird thing that we have going on in yeah. this town. Well, it's it's not weird just to us who are native sons of the District of Columbia, but it's n- new to America, is it not? I've never seen anything like this before. Well, it, in in terms of like what's going on, this is definitely unprecedented. I mean, my my seventeen hundred years of history, all culminating with one thing today, can can be summed up in about thirty seconds. And it just got me asking myself, what is America? Like this whole thing has got me asking really fundamental, you know, basic questions that I thought I knew the answer to, but you know, you really look at a, a question like that, like, okay, well, what is America? Is it a place? Is it an idea? Is it a set of philosophies? Is it the people that are here? I mean, I, I, you know, the whole 1700 years of philosophy of what happened before America came to be, you know, has been on my mind. All the people who wanted freedom, all the people, the free thinkers are like, you know what? kings shouldn't exist people should have a vote just that very idea existed for hundreds of years and you would normally get killed for even certainly saying it in many countries but you know it persisted and all those people and all those economic you know warriors like guys like adam smith who you wouldn't think of like who the hell is adam smith he's sort of like the father of capitalism and the way he went about things i mean he did he could have been Shot and killed and, 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 and vilified for everything he did, but he is very much an inventor of what America is. And so all these people have come together to this idea of like, A, everybody gets a vote. Uh, you know, you are treated on the, the basis of your merits. It's a meritocracy. Like if you're good, it doesn't matter what color you are, what gender you are, what you believe. You're at the top of the class just if you're good, if you prove yourself. What world is this? Yeah. Yeah, th- this is the philosophy. Theoretically. I'm talking about theoretical philosophy here. This is the philosophies that have carried us to where we are. And so that, that is what America is. It's these philosophies, um, regardless of how they might actually play out in the real world. This is all these people, mostly in Europe, uh, came together, you know, starting even before the Renaissance. And then, you know, now here we are. Uh, and, and it just looks like that entire effort of all these, you know, some people that we know very well, like Adam Smith, other people that we will never know, people like, you know, arguing in cafes about which way should we go, you know, in, in Paris in 1542, they contributed to America. We'll never know who those people are, but it just seems like all of those efforts are now being wasted. It's a hard look in the mirror, is it not, my friend? Right now, what's going on? Is this America, that question you were raising? I just don't know. I Because we've always had these assumptions. It's like, I, you know... I was I was born in 1969. America was basically in its prime. I mean, America started to be in its prime roughly around 1950. A lot of people say that that is recently ended. Like we that's that was kind of our arc of being number one of most awesome of all time. Uh, but being born in the prime of the most economically successful country and militarily successful country basically in the world has an effect on a person. That's just what you know when you're a kid, and then when norms start breaking down it's like what's happening what you really don't know is that the rest of the world throughout most of history has been like this this is actually the norm people storming the place where their leaders make laws that's kind of normal that's happened i don't even know how many times uh people fighting each other in the street over their beliefs that's kind of normal people do that and so it's not good 
I'm not saying we should continue it. The whole point is to get away from that and get to a country where people didn't do that. So we could, I mean, we all sort of want the same thing, don't we? We want to live in peace. Yes. We want to have nice things. Yes. We want to have a job that we can do that we like, that earns money, that we can grow into and, and, and work on our craft and, and be well thought of in the community. I mean, I think these are the basic things that, I don't care if you're from Iraq or from you know Kansas, these are the things that you want. And, uh, and I think we're all just trying to get to that. And if we can kind of just remind ourselves that you know America is a better place than the other places because we saw what the other places were doing and that was not what we wanted. And so we invented a better place. It seems like we're regressing. This isn't about politics. This is just about basic, like, are you, are you a good person? Anyway, that's, that's my, I, that's what's been on my mind. I don't know. I don't have some beautiful point to wrap that all up in a bow and be like, boom, that was a great little rant. Just, just as when, when my heart today, that's, that's my kibble falling on the, my political kibble falling on the floor for you to eat. If you so choose. Anyway, what do you think? What do you think about all that? I think you raise a lot of important questions and ideas, and like I said, it's a hard look in the mirror. But Matt says we got to take a break. So no, no. Why hey, why do we have out? to take a break? I have just, I have just introduced the most important topic have ever been. Okay, we're taking a break. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I don't know, people. If you feel the same way, you know, give us a uh, an email at uh, info at nativesundc.com. Or is it Matt? We're doing Matt at uh, Matt. Either one of those, both of those emails exist and will work. But Matt at nativesundc.com will answer your emails and we'll say you know anything you have to say on the air and it doesn't always have to be sports it can be Washington politics because we do cover that a little bit anyway we'll get into uh, all the uh, divisional championship games and other things like new GM for Washington football team oh, yeah. and, uh, and where they go from here so all that's coming stay tuned Right now, we all feel a little disconnected. For seniors living alone, the isolation can be overwhelming. Connect with an older loved one and have the conversation of a lifetime at storycorpsconnect.org slash AARP. A message from AARP, StoryCorps, and the Ad Council. I knew you were going to start singing. I already started pre-cringing. I know. I saw the pre-cringe, and so I I pretended that I wasn't going to. Your singing actually has gotten better over the years. It really has. Your speaking voice is amazing, but your singing has gotten better. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'm actually going to be... uh, I have a little... I wasn't actually going to say this, but uh, now now that this came up, I've now let the cat out of the bag. i got a little musical project I've got going on that that is the culmination of just years of... Notes and stupid riffs that I've written that I actually like that have kind of now been refined a little bit. Anyway, I'm doing a little studio work today. That is my appointment at 3 p.m. I'm going to a guy's studio. I'm going to lay down some guitar tracks and uh, awesome, dude. And you know, I'm not going to say what the uh, what the theme of the music is. That's going to be my little surprise when I actually have something to sh- to to play for you guys. I will play it. I can't. I hope I can help out somehow. 
I, I actually will will be eliciting your help. Can't, uh, can't wait. You can you can play guitar, right? Uh, yes. Okay, yeah, just yeah. checking. Yeah, sort of. Not as good as you. I, yeah. well, I, I say that because, of course, you and I were in the same band. When we were sixteen. We crossfire. I, we well, I well know that you can play guitar in this very room. Did we yeah. not rehearse every day that summer? We did in this exact room, actually, right behind where Matthew Yancey is sitting right yeah. now. Was the drum set? Uh, yeah, and that's actually one of the songs we didn't play. Was Wild Horses? No, we sure did not. No, we did, but we did play. You know, we got really good at "Rock and Roll" by Led Zeppelin. Wasn't bad. We uh, that summer. I think that was the summer before our senior year. No, no, before junior, before junior year. I think we were like in the tenth grade. That's right. Like so that. summer before our junior year, and Tim Blanchard's voice hasn't hadn't broken yet. So he kind of sounded like Robert Plant a en- tiny bit yeah. uh, enough. Yeah, and, and we got it down to we sounded like I mean way better than a bunch of sixteen year old kids should sound playing that tune. Let me just tell you that. Anyway. Uh, welcome back to the Native Sun DC podcast. Uh, Rob, Evan, and Matt are here to deliver your sports goodness as you demand. Um, the Wizards have had 75 games canceled in a row because of, is it 75 or? I'm not sure how many active guys do they have? Dude, I don't know. But COVID has nailed the Wizards, so it's time to get right into that and just lease up that pony and, uh, dance around that tasty D. And now, it's Around the District with Rob. An excellent intro, and I really can't wait to hear about the musical stuff you're doing. Um, let's take a little walk around the D. Let's get on Wisconsin Avenue and head down to Georgetown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love the oh, yeah. It's all um, we get this week. This is just such a wacky time, especially in uh, college athletics. Uh, the Hoyas have been off for over a week. Uh, the last They were supposed to play Providence last week, but they just got their whole schedule mucked up due to this whole COVID pandemic. The only thing I really have to say about the Hoyas right now is they're going to play Cincinnati. I'm sorry, they're traveling to Cincinnati tonight to square off against Xavier. No, sir. Is that tomorrow night? They're in the COVID vortex. They're not playing that. That game's been canceled also. Yeah. Oh. Well, there oh, yeah. you go. That's what you get for writing your script the day before. There you go. I mean, it, this is a fluid sports they got, geez, so they environment. Got, so um, their games against DePaul, Providence, and Marquette all postponed. Wow. Now, the next yeah. possible... What did you just say? Well, uh, they were supposed to play Xavier. That was on the oh, schedule. That was on the schedule. I'm sorry, I just bum rushed you. No, that's it's okay. Well, you, that's, were, you were right. I was the, wrong. That's going to be the 26th. So yeah, that's their next upcoming. Oh, I thought that was today. Just, I'm just no. all. I'm all. No. I'm hopped up on goofballs. Today over is here. the 19th of hey, January. Just because okay. marijuana is legal doesn't mean you have to smoke it. <laughs> 2021. Sir. Don't do drugs. Next kids. possible game looks to be Xavier. January okay. 26th. Okay. So my calendar Due is just to the COVID. a week a week off. And that's welcome to the Around the District program. <laughs> They've also lost their last five straight. <laughs> yeah, they're not good. But, let's just wrap it up by saying that. Unfortunately, yeah. let's let's hope for a pack doing. Yes. Yes, continue. Uh, let's uh, get on route one and head out to uh, College Park. Aaron Wiggins with a steal down on the other end to throw it down. The Xfinity Center would be on fire. Yeah, the Terps have also, I mean, who's not affected by this whole COVID thing? Um. They've missed some games, and they were they managed to sort of schedule what might equate as sort of scrimmage against Division II Wingate last Friday, and they they right. beat them by forty points. It was one hundred fifty eight. Um, now for the Terps coming up, actually, is the toughest part of their schedule. They're going to square off against number seven Michigan tonight, and then after that they'll have to travel to Minnesota to play the twenty third ranked Golden Gophers, and then come home and face the Evan Redmonds. 
What? Uh, they're going to face the Wisconsin Badgers. Oh. So that that's three games in a row. This is pretty much going to be their this is this, this is the hardest part of their season coming I, right now. I thought you said my name just to see if I was paying attention. I I was. You were playing with your device. I'm 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 looking something sports related up. Thank you very much. Um this will decide probably if they're going to make the NCAA tournament. They got to win at least one of these games. I think. That's my estimation. All right, let's get out of there. Let's head back downtown and Talk a little bit about the Wizards, also affected by this COVID thing. They don't even have any active players right now. What in, what in the world is going on? Well, I think it is actually now five games in a row that have been canceled. I, I said uh, 75 or whatever stupid word I said. Is but it it's five? It's, I think it's, it's, it's definitely four, at least, if it's not five. Um, well, they had two more cases today. You've got to have at least eight dudes to play an NBA to be eligible to play an NBA game. They haven't had eight dudes for a while. They had games postponed against Utah, yeah, Detroit, Cleveland. Uh huh. They last played on the eleventh against Phoenix. They beat Phoenix. Remember that one twenty? Yeah, they, that, Phoenix is actually pretty good this year. Um, what are they now? They're three and eight on the season, and Russell Westbrook has a quad injury that might keep him out quad. for a little while. Bryant's gone for the season. Poor guy. Yeah, I like Bryant. What do you, what do you think about this trade so far, Your boy Paja Sneaks got released. <laughs> Sneaks. What do, you, what do we think about this trade, the John Wall for Russell Westbrook thing so far? What do you got? Way too early to even yeah. begin yeah. to contemplate even... what the heck has happened. I mean, especially with COVID, now that their games have been canceled, I mean, what's, whatever small sample size we have just got smaller. Ask me that in a month. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. This, the only good thing about this uh, meltdown is that... Uh, Westbrook has time to heal, I suppose. If, that's, if you want to look at it, at glass half full. Mentally? Yeah, I suppose. All right, let's put some ice on it and talk a little caps. Crosby losing his stick now as it comes back to center. And Tom Wilson imposing his physical will, forcing a turnover. Kuznetsov looking to center. Loose puck, they score! Hey, now. Alex Ovechkin getting his first goal of the season. And Washington takes a 2-1 to lead. All right, yeah, that's an exciting. Uh, th- those guys that do the announcing on hockey are, are fantastic. They they, re- they really are. Uh, the Caps are two zero and one in the young season. They beat Buffalo Sabers twice, and then they lost in a shootout four to three against the arch rival Pittsburgh Penguins the other night. And I think there's a little something brewing in net. I think there might be a little bit of a goalie controversy. Uh, Sam Sonoff has not been very good this year. Oh, so far, do you think so? Oh, I yeah. totally disagree. Really? Yeah. I think they both have looked really good. I thought the other guy, uh, Panacek? Vitek, Vanacek. Pancake Man? Vanacek. Vanacek has actually been better to me so far. Can I admit something? Because this is this is just reminding me of this. I'm embarrassed to admit that for some time, I thought Dan Orlovsky was a hockey analyst rather than a football analyst. He used to be a quarterback. I had no recollection of him. Yeah, I had no recollection of him existing. He was awful. Was he? Yeah, he wasn't good. But then again, he was in the NFL. He's better than me. Oh, I mean, he lives, which is you know more than he needs to, to to announce or analyze the NFL. But I was like Orlovsky, that last name and the way he looks. I was like, why is he talking about football? It's like, oh, he's a football player. He, listen, Orlovsky, he would have been a better hockey player than a football player. I'm just saying. All right, hey, listen, let's uh, swing back downtown and talk a little Nets. All right, so the Nats have actually agreed to terms with Juan Soto, Trey Turner, and Josh Bell. It's really nice to know that uh, Soto and Turner are going to be ours for the foreseeable future. I do not know the exact terms of the deals. I don't know if they've been disclosed yet. Just a little bit. Um, yeah. Comforting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you got for Soto? Uh, 
Uh, okay, so next year Soto will be making eight point five, just a big bump up from the, like the six hundred grand. He was yeah, he was on his year. rookie deal, right? Turner will be making thirteen mil, and Bell wow, six point three five million for next year. All right. Uh, they've also done, did a little work south of the border. They've signed a couple of kids from the Dominican Republic, most notably shortstop Armando Cruz, correct? Who is sixteen years old, going on seventeen. He just signed a three point nine million dollar contract, which is a record. Yeah, and just to put a little perspective into it, uh, Juan Soto when he was sixteen and we signed him, he made one point five million. So this is a this is a right. serious deal. And well, that one point five says, I mean, that's good for what these guys are getting paid. No kidding. that was good money. Yeah, I was looking. So they signed nine international players, five from the Dominican, four from Venezuela, and mm-hmm. an Aruban kid. All of them teenagers. I was looking at you know some of these guys are signing for ten thousand bucks. Yeah. Which, which, by the way, is also a lot of money. I wish I had ten thousand so, dollars right now. What did you just say? This guy signed for three million. Three point nine. I mean, yeah. What is that? This, this guy, guy, his family set for. He you should know, be good. Yeah. This, well, you say that. And that's then, the takeaway. Yeah. Like, what happened to the money? Like, you shouldn't have bought seven yachts. Anyway, wait. Didn't they also? They uh, also in that they signed John Lester to correct. a one-year deal, correct? John Lester, thirty-seven-year-older uh, lefty. lefty from the Cubs, right. Davey from, Martinez from the Red Sox, as also, I remember yeah. him, and yeah. pit, new pitching coach from the Cubs, who's come to the Nationals now. They both are totally familiar with him. So John Lester won two World Series with the Red Sox and one with the Cubs. I, I don't mind him being our fourth starter, even at the age of 37. Uh, yeah. like one bit. I'm not mad at that signing. I mean, I was seeing a lot of the on the chatter webs and the interwebs and whatnot. People weren't that thrilled about it, but uh-huh. I don't care. The guy eats innings. Yeah, he's, I'm, he's I'm not mad at him. Total pro. He and, is. You know, it's fourth starter. What, you know, what do you want? It's like, it's like, yeah, you know, complaining like that you... the world. They, yeah, they, yeah, right. It's like, you drafted a, a halfback in the seventh round? He wasn't a need. It's he like, dude, it's the seventh round. At some point in time, you're just... You, I mean, you know, the, the Washington's going to have to draft a replacement for R- Ryan Kerrigan. They're going to have to draft an edge rusher this year. That It happens. You've got to replenish your guys. Anyway. Yeah. Um, let's hope we can actually go to a game. I, I would like to go to a baseball game this year. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to go to a COVID football game so bad. I know. It didn't um, work out. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up for around the district. with we'll do a little D.C. United. All right. Let's do that. New coach. Indeed. They finally hired a new head coach after months. Uh, Hernan Losada. He's a 38-year-old Argentinian, which makes him the youngest head coach in the Major League Soccer thingy. And um, that's really all I know about him. I know, unless you've got something else you want to t- tell me about I mean, Hernan. you know, the, 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 uh, the headline in today's paper is, you, new United coach Losada should bring entertaining style. Okay, yeah. should bring entertaining style. Should be high energy. <laughs> so I, I would like to think that this show should have some entertaining style. It's kind of it's kind of like Cheerios saying some study suggests that a diet that includes Cheerios may reduce certain types of cancer. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that wraps it up for around the district. Ev, take us to the break. We're at the break, man. I want to talk football because there's some crazy action that happened. I mean, concussions on Mahomes, Brady back in the another championship game. What is this? 14. 417th, you're saying. Yes. Championship game. Yes. Okay. Well, well, I can't wait. Let's let's take the quickest break of all time and get right into it. How long does it take to get to the forest? That's not far. What are we going to do? Hike? Sure. Are we there yet? Yep. It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org, brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. 
Stevie Ray Vaughan doing Superstition. Is that not? Oh, it very much is. Um, I wanted to say something about uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Like, you know, you know a guitarist when you hear him warm up for one eighth of a second, and you're like, oh, the Stevie Ray. Yeah, he's very. <laughs> the unmistakable sounds of Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, it's just like instantly. Now, that instantly, interestingly enough, that song, Superstition, was written. Um, well, it was one of two songs that Stevie Wonder considered writing for Jeff Beck back in the day. And in fact, he gave uh, Jeff Beck a song called Now That uh, We Have Ended As Lovers. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. I think Stevie Wonder played the drums on that, on something for uh, for Jeff Beck. Did he not? But he played the drums on a lot of his own music. Like okay. he, Stevie Wonder played uh, the drums on Superstition, which we just heard. He also yes. played the drums on Boogie On, Reg- uh, Boogie on Reggae Woman. I love that one. Uh, and he... And it, I think I may have mentioned this a uh, little insider DC note. He showed up at the bar known as Felix, where your ex-girlfriend Sarah Chamberlain. Hi, was Sarah. At, uh, and, and our friend Doug Marone used to be the uh, all-star bartender there. He was a great guy. Doug Marone, yeah, good man. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Stevie Wonder just showed up randomly, like he was in town, and it was like, damn, this club is hopping. There was a band playing, so uh, they had that little little place in the window like that little cubby hole where they had yeah. bands right oh, there that was a cool spot it was and and he came in and they were like dude st- dude you're playing right he, so he stevie hopped on drums and, and, and played drums for the rest of the set yeah he also did that at, back in the day at zanzibar when Ooh. experience unlimited eu was playing he sat in with them that was that's done on the wharf correct there's a, there's a cd out there that you all could get uh-huh. of that performance wow excellent which is pretty cool eu and stevie wonder yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that, when that might be worth picking up. Like, if you're if you're playing and Steve is like, "Hey, can I sit in?" You're like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah." You think? I mean, the only reason I'd say no is be like, "Dude, I don't really want to embarrass myself next to you. It's going to be a little bit weird." Yeah. But I'll. How about this? You play my instrument, and I'll watch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whatever. He's just so talented, man. So amazingly talented. No anyway, kidding. Uh, welcome back to the show. We are uh, Native Sun DC. Uh, email us with your questions at matt at nativesundc.com. Um, here's a little tidbit that I found interesting before we get into the playoffs um, this past playoffs. I can't say that word playoffs. without hearing that. Uh, I was very much interested to see what was going to happen this year with the combine because so many players opted out. I mean, this draft coming up is going to be one of the most amazing drafts that you've ever seen because it's sort of like a draft and a half because of all the players that opted out and a lot of the players that, um, you know, just COVID has caused a weird situation where it's almost like roughly about 20 to 30% more players quality wise from a quality standpoint have entered in this draft. I mean, there's just talent at every position way down. I mean, you can get a guy in the third, fourth round that would normally be, you know, a mid-second rounder or, or what have you. And so the combine was going to be huge in determining where players stacked because if you didn't play, if you're a college player, and there are a ton of really high-end college players. I mean, Panay Sewell at I the was, top of the I, list. I knew you were – if you, you didn't know, mention you, it, I was going to mention it for you. I mean, you know I'm big on that guy. That's your boy. I that know is it. my boy. Uh, that's the guy who I would – I covet probably even more than Devontae Smith. Like, Panay Sewell – is gonna make would make such a difference on this particular Washington team. He would be so good, so good, better than not for us than a lot of other teams. But in any case, uh, we don't really know what so many of these players can do. Jamar Chase would be another one. Uh, Jamar Chase being the all everything wide receiver that Joe Burrow threw a million touchdown passes to when he was with LSU. He didn't play. 
And so we don't really know. And he was the de facto choice for the best wide receiver in this draft. But now that Devontae Smith has just been going bonkers. What did he do? Did He, he had over 200 yards in the first half Dude, of the national championship game. It's insane. Yeah. yeah, and then like, you know, he, he dislocated his finger because he just, just got caught on somebody, so he didn't even play the second he was half. He the most valuable player of the game and only played it, half the game. Exactly. And he could have played the whole game. I mean, you know, he popped that thing back into place. If, if it had been a close game, he would have. But in any case, they didn't need him. They just didn't need him. I mean, you know, he, I think I've given you three touchdowns. Is that not enough? Uh, but the, the combine now... Uh, the, the normal, everyday way the Combine does, which is normally they meet in, uh, in Mini, uh, not Minneapolis, Indianapolis, Indianapolis uh, every February. And that's not going to happen. There's going to be kind of individual workouts. It's going to be kind of like, you know, every pro has a pro day. It's going to be basically a pro day mixed with Zoom. Yeah, the, the general managers this year are going to really have their work cut out for them. It's almost like drafting it on a video game, like you're playing Madden and you're drafting, you know, make your own little team. This is how it's going to be. There's not a lot of film on some of these guys. There, there isn't. And the other problem that they have by doing it this way is that if you if you control the camera, you control, you know, the frame. You control the action. It's like there might be something that you don't want the GM or the scouts to see, and you can kind of control the camera to hide that if you're clever enough about it. I mean, the camera guy behind there is going to know that trick. They know all the little tricks. Like, you know, here's all, here's all you have to do. It's just, you move this way and they're not going to be able to see you, you know? And so it, it's going to be interesting that there's going to be a lot of crazy. This is going to be a crazy draft with a billion trades as, yeah. as calm as the previous draft was. This draft is going to be equally not. So I think, I mean, it's going to be normal at the top and then, Buckle your seatbelts. Anyway, yeah. uh, playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. What did you? I mean, I know, I know you, you, you were strapped to your chair and you saw everything, right? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, of course. I mean, that's what we do. The only, the only bad thing about this time of the year is we know it's about to end. Yeah, the playoffs have been excellent so far. Really, truly excellent. A lot of good stories. And there's so many stories that any one of them by themselves would be the story. But every, I mean, not every game, but certainly there were a number of multiple stories all competing for the uh, the top dog. Um, and you're right, it, it is so bittersweet at this time of the year because it's the best football, but you know there's only so yeah, much. You don't, you don't get, there's only one more cookie left in the Entenmann's box. You yeah, know? That's and, it. and this week is almost the toughest week because the Super Bowl can be so anticlimactic. It can be. It can be also be awesome. True. There's been some good ones actually recently, but you're right. Yeah. It can be very anticlimactic. And, yeah, and with only one game, that's a lot of pressure for one game to be awesome. So, But you know, yeah. you, you expect... You expect these games to be good, and I and I and I think that they will be. Um, but I think we have to start as much as I begrudgingly have to admit it with the greatness, the goat. He is the goat, is he not? Jesus. I mean, dude, is he not in another championship game? I mean, now listen, this is fourteenth one, Evan. The 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 Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a good team. They're a very good team. They had the idea of signing Brady in the first place was that they were everything but one, they were a quarterback away from going to the Super Bowl. 100%. Or, or going into a very deep playoff round, and clearly yes, they got their quarterback. So on the one hand, you could say, well, he was already a good team, but, you know, all right, let's imagine somebody else with this team. Are they in, you know, let's say Matt Stafford is, is, is leading this team. Are they exactly in the same spot? No. Matt Stafford cannot carry the underwear of Mr. Brady, which is, let's go ahead and admit it. And, and Stafford's a good quarterback. He is. I hope, I hope he actually went, winds up on the Washington football team next year. You know that. Um, that was actually one of the things I wanted to talk about because I've, now that I don't think Darnold is going to be available, I think Stafford is now Washington's best option. 
What about this Deshaun Watson thing that's brewing down there? Yeah, that's interesting. You know? But, I mean, that, that guy, that comes with a price, as does a lot of other guys. Anyway, let's continue. So, I mean, it wasn't that the Brady stat line is just mind-blowing. He has had some excellent stat lines. He's played well. He's played not well. But yeah. his leadership is never going to show up in a stat sheet. And it, I think at this point, if you if you were on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you would understand exactly how awesome his leadership is. And he just has a force of nature about him that, that it's like gravity. It's like he's a planet. And you only have one. You can either get flung into space or you can get into orbit. I believe the experts call those the intangibles. Yes. Tom Brady poops intangibles out that the rest of us don't even know anything about. So congratulations to them. Yep. Um, I still think the Packers are the better team from top to bottom. And they're, Aaron Rodgers is playing as good as Brady's playing. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing at a much higher. He's going to win the MVP. Aaron Rodgers is great, too. I was talking with a contributor to the show, Cousin Tim in Leesburg. Hi, Cousin Tim. Hello. Um, the Packers are indeed a, a short favorite. I think they're minus three or three and a half, and uh, depending on where you shop for those types of things. I think that game's going to be excellent. I don't know that Tampa Bay is not better than Green Bay. I just know that Aaron Rodgers is a special dude as well. He, did, I mean, he's also not Tom Brady because no one's Tom Brady, but Aaron Rodgers is the better player at this point. I mean, let's not doubt that. Aaron, I mean, no one has really ever said that Aaron Rodgers wasn't born the more talented yeah. quarterback. He has he has stuff that Brady doesn't have, um, and and Brady will never have. True that. But Brady has that mental thing, man, dude. He's just like. I don't know. Some people just have it. There's a guy in my high school, Ed Roan, wrestler. He was like, don't go to your back. I was like, yeah, I know. But some guys just never go to their back. Like, they never get pinned. They Like, how? What are you doing? It's like, I don't allow it in my life, period. Do you understand? Tom Brady is like that. Um, are we taking a break? Or are we? Yeah. I thought we have two couple more football games to go to. Okay, it's, uh, Matt, you're in charge. All right, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll get to... Uh, I want to just make sure that we, we, we get to the scores and exactly what happened, but uh, yeah. Uh, we'll do it on the backside. We'll do it on the backside. All right, we're coming back, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the playoffs and get into where Washington goes from here. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance, reminding you that when you adopt a shelter pet, you discover all the things that make them unique. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Other than the 2014 team in Carolina that was 7-8-1, um, I think this team, I will remember this team probably the most fondest um, just because of how resilient, how tough-minded, uh, how much they went through, and how they were able to keep their focus on football. Um, to have a couple of veteran guys tell me that this was the most fun they'd had, um, that you know it was amazing how we were able to keep our focus on football, uh, how good that was. I mean, it, this group, I, I will remember this year more for the, 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 the guys the players than I will for any other reason, I think, um, because of how mentally tough these guys were. Thrill is gone. It's kind of a weird 
Yeah. Like after all that, the thrill, the thrill is, is actually here. Yeah, I think, I know, the thrill is rising. Listening to him just made that ba- in, the hair on the back pants. of my neck stand up a little bit. You got to how, how much has the narrative changed on Ron Rivera since the beginning of the season when he looked a little flummoxed? I mean, he, rightfully so. Yeah, he doesn't look flummoxed now. He does not. Um, the thrill is gone because the season is over. Oh, I see. Uh, uh, there's the play. There's there the rub. Is. There's the angle we were looking for. Welcome back to the Native Sun DC podcast. Uh, to wrap up the playoffs, the playoffs, playoffs. Uh, maybe one day we'll stop doing that, but maybe not. never. All right, it never gets uh, old. In chronological order, uh, on Saturday, uh, the Rams lost to the Packers, thirty-two to eighteen. I'm a weird score there. Uh, interestingly enough, after that game, Jared Goff was not necessarily given the a vote of confidence by Mr. Sean McVay. I don't, I don't know think he, he might not be their quarterback next year, Ev. So the problem with that is that they're paying him so much money that even if they cut him and save whatever they're going to save, they're in, in cap hell, especially with the contract that, that they, they, they've given to Jalen Ramsey. They've kind of got a, a Carson Wentzian situation going on out there in Los Angeles, do they, they not? They, they, they backed the wrong quarterback. Did you guys check Alex Smith on 60 Minutes last night, by the yes. way? Yes. I did. Yes. Speaking of, you know, older yeah. quarterbacks with I was gonna get to that. Contracts. I was gonna get to that. Just uh, saying. I was gonna get to that. Yes, he was on you know, he it was the same story we've seen and nothing nothing was added. It was just cool that it was on sixty minutes. I mean that's now you know you've you've gone from ESPN to sixty minutes, you you've hit the national scene in a way that few have. The only thing that sort of changed if if there was any was the slight differential of what the actual calf quote unquote injury was, which it was not. It was a bone bruise. Right. So I found that interesting because it's like a calf strain. Okay, anybody can have a calf strain. It's like, first of all, you have a you don't have any bones in your leg, dude. How you, you have got a bone, bone bruise? bruise. <laughs> anyway, you owe me a Pepsi or a Coke for that one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> bone bruise. Keep going. Bone bruise. I'll give you a bone bruise right here. Uh, right. Anyway, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. But um, Jared Goff. It seems clear now that that team is red. They have a great defense. The Rams do. Smoking. Uh, that Cam Akers, as I said last week, is somebody you're going to have to start paying attention to because he's he's clawing his way and he's making you pay attention to him. And he made, did it again. He had another huge game. They got a couple of good backs out there, really. Yeah, but Cam Akers is is something special. They drafted him in the second round, and he's living up to that. I mean, if you're if you're a running back and you got drafted in the second round in this era, that means you're a first round talent. Yeah, and so he's living up to that. Um, just running backs are so devalued these days that almost none of them go in the first round. So I don't know what they do with that contract. Uh, and but they can't go forward with Jared Goff because unless some some leap happens between this year and next year, he's not going to bring them to where they need to go. And he's, you can see that now. He's just not that good. He's just not that good. And it's, just, it's as plain as the writing on the wall, is it not? It's, it is. He's 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 a serviceable. Beer, uh, t- beer tea. That's what I was gonna say. No, no or beer tier, tea tier or tier B, B either one. <laughs> but if, uh, but I suppose if you're wearing a uh, a shirt and someone sprays you with a uh, a malted beverage, that's a beer tea. Shortest is it anyway? What else? Uh, you got? What else happened? That game, uh, you know, it was not the best game, uh, entertaining wise. And either was the, uh, the 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 game that evening, uh, Ravens Bills. Now the Ravens. I mean, Lamar Jackson won a playoff game, so he's got that monkey off his back. And I think he's just kind of that incremental player that's just going to he's going to win another one next year and then another one the year after that. He'll eventually get a Super Bowl. It might be five years from now, but he's on the track, and the Ravens are fine. People don't need to freak out. But, yeah. It was Bill, a weird game. It was a weird game. Defensive battle. Um, it was a bit of a drip. Yeah, and then at the end, I mean, and also Lamar Jackson also got a concussion there at the end. Yeah. 
Um, the strangest thing about that game is Buffalo, who I've been sort of as, as maybe most people's sort of Cinderella team, and who looks that they've been scoring points. They've been an offensive juggernaut for the last couple this month and a half. Yeah. They had less than 200 yards of offense in that game and still won the game going away. It was a weird game. Yeah, well, I mean, because the Ravens couldn't. I mean, the, Buffalo figured out what the Raven, what, what, what Lamar Jackson was trying to do on. Uh, yeah, they smelt his pasta. They really did. You know, the interesting thing about that is that they came up with a way of defending him in the read option that is so clever. Uh, it's a, it's a, what what they do is that they actually you know usually you force the defender to make a choice. Either you're going to go after the quarterback or you're going to go after the running back. And Correct. when you commit, that's when the running back decides, what, or the quarterback decides at the mesh point, as they call it, what he's going to do. So yes, what the Bills did to Lamar Jackson is that they faked like they were going to commit to the running back, like they just were going to let him go. And so in the same way that a wide receiver will you know, fake inside and turn outside, the linebacker was faking towards the running back, and then the second Lamar Jackson decided to pull the ball in and go, he never had any intention of going after the running back. He was going after Lamar Jackson the whole time, and they nailed them on that a couple times. So clever. It's, it's almost like, like, sorry to interrupt you, it's almost like it's in like a basketball when a defender is running out to, to sort of close out on a three-point shooter, mm-hmm. but just stopped. It was like, go ahead and shoot it. He gave he gave him the room to shoot it, and it was confusing almost. To, yeah, you know, it confused the exactly. mesh point. You you expect you know you being Lamar Jackson, the guy to come after you, and it's like, oh, you're gonna come out to the running back? Fine, I'll take. Oh crap! Didn't see that one coming. Boom, he's on the ground. Great, great defense by Sean McDermott and the Bills on that one. That's really that kind of cleverness. I mean, they were John Harbaugh or got out coached yesterday, and that's why the Bills are are moving on to the AFC. Championship game for the first time. That is, I mean, that's a feel-good story team-wise. I mean, that's the Alex Smith as a team story. Uh, So yesterday, oh, sorry, on Sunday, this is now Tuesday, uh, the Chiefs had a strange game against the, another weird one against the Browns. I mean, it was a good game. The the Chiefs got, uh, the Browns got jobbed on a a bad call when they were going in to score. That guy got nailed helmet to helmet. And then he fumbled. And then now that's a, now, now, that's Chiefs ball in the twenty. Yeah, I wanted to ask wrong. you about that. Is that do you like that rule fumbling through the end zone? You know what? I have I have something I want to say about that rule. I'm going to Go. say it on the next segment. Um, so I'm just going to say it because I don't want to lose my train of thought. I'm actually the contrarian. I like that rule. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to present everybody else is is attacking that rule this morning. I'm going to present a contrarian uh, opinion to that. But the, obviously, the big story is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, um, that was scary he, seeing he him wobble looked, around. He looked like uh, Leon Spinks got knocked out. Like he, when he, his eyes were glassy. It didn't last long. It didn't. He he trotted into the uh, to the locker room to go get fixed up or whatever. He was he was clearly trying to be like everything's fine. I'm, I'm running. See, I'm he, running he, in a straight line. Everything's it, fine. It almost looked like he was going to run into the wall yeah, when he was did. running down the hallway, didn't it? It did. He did. He was trying so hard to be like, hey, everything's fine. Nothing happened here. No concussion here. And then he's like, dunk. What? By trying to look casual, he made himself look more concussed. That game turned on a dime. That looked yeah. like it was going to be a blaffer for the Chiefs. And then Mahomes goes out. And God darn it, I thought the Browns were going to win the game. And they almost did. But, you know, hey, Chad Henney made pl- uh, plays when he had to make them. He did. Um, but, you know, like, still, the, the Browns, off, the last time they had the ball, that possession was one of the worst I've ever seen in in dire times. Yeah, it's like the fact that they had to call a timeout because they couldn't get a play called. Yeah, they were they were flummoxed. Is, flummoxed. Flummoxed, my friend. Yes, indeed. The, you know, a big moment arrived and they were not ready for it. Total choke. Yep. So, but hey, you know what? 
I mean, the Browns have a successful season. They won a playoff game. Stefanski is obviously going to, is riding that ship and, and headed, headed them in the right direction. The Browns have a lot to be happy about. They do. Baker Mayfield's a little better than I thought he was, too. So yeah. good, good for that kid. But Baker Mayfield can throw. He's an athlete. A pro ball. Like, seriously throw a pro, pro throw. Like, into a tight window, across the field, on the sideline, to the inch you need it. I, I was so impressed with some of the throws I saw him make. Final game, um, obviously Buccaneers over Saints. You know, Brady Breeze, last time we're ever going to see that. Breeze is not officially retired, but he's just, you know, we're he's planning the ceremony. Sure looked point. like it, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. He's, he's planning the ceremony. That's the only reason why the announcement hasn't been made. They're trying to figure out, like, what... Yeah, you know, are we gonna have the press conference in the Superdome because it's Drew Brees? They're just gonna give him a couple days. No, he'll do it on his own accord. But you know. he he was not good. No, he wasn't good. Game. And I mean, he he was looking a lot like Peyton Manning did in Peyton Manning's last year. Just like Father Time has caught up to you, my brother, and there's nothing you can do about it. And yeah, man, no one hates you. No one thinks you're a stinker. You're just. You're just old now. He's got nothing to be ashamed of. I don't know. Obviously, I don't, I don't know. And, and even Brady doesn't look, doesn't have the, quite the same zip on his passes that they do. He just no. you know, his timing is so good; it hasn't really mattered yet. But in any case, um, yeah, that I, I, and the say, you want to talk about a team that is in salary cap hell? Oh my goodness, the Saints are in salary cap. I was looking at their numbers. There is nothing that they can do. To put together a good football team next year. Nothing. Unless Jameis Winston. Who's going to be their starter next year to me? I don't don't think it's Taysom Hill. They're $100 million over the salary cap right now. Like, if the salary cap kicked into gear, like, there's a certain... At some point in time, they're going to have to be... They're going to have to cut $100 million off their salary. So whatever team they have now is not the team that they're going to have next year. So they're losing dudes and have no power to gain dudes. Yes. That's not a good position to be in. They do have some 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 draft capital. That's the one they have they have more than their av- the average team has in, in draft picks. Um so they have that going for them. All right, I tell you what. I'm going to give you since we have one more minute in this segment. I think we that, that's a good job on the on the on the games. Well done, my friend. No, 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 no. Well done for you, sir. Well, well thank you, sir. Yeah, that's right. You're you're here too. <laughs> Come on, keep going. What do you got, man? All right, here's why I like the rule of if you fumbled the ball into the end zone. Now, in this particular case, it should have been a helmet to helmet 15 yard penalty. That you're absolutely correct about uh, well, that. And, and we were speaking of the the when. Um, Cleveland, it was a Higgins. And Ju- I Higgins, right? I was going to say it's David and Juca, but it was right. It was Higgins who was died, made a great, great play. I mean, it was like a fifty-yard pass play. He was running towards the end zone, reaching out, did the old reaching out kind of, you know, trying to get the pylon, and he just got crowned right in the helmet just before he reached the pylon, which obviously jarred the ball loose just before. I mean, man, you're talking about like an inch. I mean, it was literally like an inch or two. And that's a touchdown. But no, the ball goes into the end zone, bounces out of bounds. By rule, that's a touchback. The reason being that, um, you know, if if you have possession of the ball and then you fumble it and it goes, if you fumble it in the end zone, now you have a, have a possession thing going on. Yeah, tell me why you don't like this rule. Or no, it's why I do like the rule. I'm going to tell you why I do like the rule. And then we're going to go to a break. Back in the day, back in the 1800s, literally, <laughs> uh, you had you know why it's called a touchdown I know you know this right or do you know this tell me please it's because you literally had to touch the ball down in the end zone you had to possess the ball as if like you know, no one has tackled you yet enter the end zone and then down it like on one knee with the ball on the ground that is a touchdown and that it's is like what, rugby 
Yeah, it's very much of a rugby thing, and that's what it was. That's why it was called that. And of course, when the game became more technical, all you had to do was get the ball over the goal line because it's a silly thing. Like, okay, let's say you cross over the goal line, but you don't have, you haven't done the touchdown yet. What are you going to run a play from inside the goal line <laughs> from inside the end zone? That's not going to work. So that was refined. As soon as you get over the the goal line, that's a touchdown. But that concept, I I like it because football is is a war simulation. It's not war. You're not soldiers, Kevin Williams Oak Jr., but it's it simulates that. And so it's a territory-gaining type of game. Like, we have this territory. You're going to attack us and take our territory. That's what football really is. And so getting that touchdown means I've taken your territory. I've planted my flag, and now your land is mine. Until you do that last little tiny thing of actually touching the ball, that's like your troops entering the city, you haven't really quite taken the territory yet. And so that's the crucial moment. If if you are Army A and you are about to try and overtake the territory and you make some sort of desperate last-second move to do it and your enemy knocks you, you've lost the territory. That. When you get closer to the end zone, ball security becomes more important than ever. And so hang on to the damn ball. Don't, if you can't make it, go out of bounds or get tackled or secure the ball. Do whatever you have to do and let your dudes get the one or two more yards they need to do to score a touchdown. Keep that rule. It's a good rule. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more about Washington than you, uh, than you ever thought possible. Washington football coming your way. Stay tuned. I'm a At the Equal Justice Initiative, we believe mass incarceration has to end. We have to confront our history of racial injustice and commit to a new era of truth. And the truth can inspire change. Please learn more at EJI.org. You're tuned in to Robin Evan on Native Sun DC. Talk about signature guitar players of all time. You, you, you know when it's Angus Young, especially on that record. My God, what a great record that was. 1980, Back in Black record. Yeah, they, they dug deep and came up with, a, with, some, with some good tunes on they, that they one. They didn't miss. The whole record was perfect. Pretty close. I, there's some songs on there I could I, I have some are better than others. Um, let me put my love, love into, into you, you, babe. babe. Uh, <laughs> boy. What are they talking about there? The musical part of it wasn't bad, but yes, the idea is very, it's almost like a kiss let song. Me, let me cut my cake with your knife. <laughs> it's got a little no, whatever. love gun to it. Let me cut your cake with my knife. <laughs> All right, brings back to football. That was a line. That was a real rails. line in that song. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, anyway, <laughs> ACDC has a bunch of lines like that, though. Oh, yeah, come on. I mean, they, 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 it's like they're almost like contractually obligated to say that once. Um, something like it. Uh, real quick now, we're going to get into what happened uh, with the GM. There's some GM news coming up. I mean, it's it's not official, but your, your Washington football team has basically, I mean, it's like I say, it's not official, so I don't want to be like, and they've hired because I guess some, you know, something could happen. Um, but uh, there is a gentleman by the last name. Uh, what is it? Mark, Brent, Brent, Mark Huntley. Herney. Sorry. I was going to say Herney. Mark Huntley. Herney. Herney. Mark Herney. Marty Herney. M-A-R-T-Y-H-U-R-N-E-Y. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well Marty Herney. Yes. Now, I think a lot of us wanted Kyle Smith. He's been there for a while. He seems like he had done a 
Good job. Does this mean that he's out the door? Because he's sort of pegged to be a general manager in the league. I don't. I guess uh, Coach Rivera just wants one of the. You know, he comes from Carolina. It's Herney Herney guy. Right. He does, and so he's he's Ron's guy. I yeah. mean, I'm, so you guys should say he's he's expected to be hired. Expected as to be general hired. Manager. It, his. I mean, it's it's all but happened. Yes. I mean, they're 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 just like, okay, do you want, you know. A Malibu or a BMW? Just the cross and the T's and dot in the eyes. <laughs> yes, that's where they're at right now. Anyway, I'm pretty sure he's going to go for the BMW on that one. Yeah. Um, the, the, the you guys, guys want to hear a little bit about Mr. Herney? Yes, yeah, sir. The, do, do, you have, do you have his bio with you? I sure do. He awesome. is, um, he, you know, did you guys mention the Bobby Bethard connection with this guy? No. Um, okay. He initially was a reporter and was a beat reporter for the Skins a million years ago. Bobby Bethard hired him, brought him to San Diego with him. He's the pride of Wheaton, Maryland, went to good counsel. Really? The pride of Wheaton, Maryland? And Catholic University. This guy's local. He's a total oldster. That's really you know, local to me. Extremely right. old. I, but, I, uh, I go to Wheaton regularly. Supposed to be very player-friendly. Obviously has a huge connection with Ron from Carolina Panthers. I like him better already now when he's from the area. That's that's good uh, information, Matt. I mean, you know what? We may have passed him on the street one day when that's we were talking going going to Chuck Levin's in Wheaton. Very possible. I would say that we probably. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say Marty Marty Herney was in Chuck Levin's when I was there, uh, or 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 some such some such place. There, the Wheaton Plaza Mall is there. They've got a they've got one of the top Taco Bells in the country. You could also probably. Get yourself a pair of sneakers in that mall. Do you you think? could. I've the never shoe seen city? more shoe stores in in, a, in the same place, dude. And and shoe stores you've never seen anywhere else. It's like there's like a Foot Locker across from the Foot Locker. Shoe mania. Like what is it? <laughs> yeah. No, there's no shoe mania. This is a made up name in this mall only. Anyway, yes, congratulations to him. I guess I I I don't know what kind of sauce he's going to bring to our burger. I really don't know. But I, uh, I if he if he's Ron's guy and he's like him, I mean, I you know. I, I can't really go against that based on what I've seen so far. I, I, I just would have liked to have seen. There's been some. The one thing you can say about the Washington football team over the last few years is they've hit on some drafts. They've hit on some players recently, very well, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I mean, as long as Daniel Snyder wasn't picking them, they 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 worked <laughs> out. They, yeah. they say the scouting report on this guy is he's good with first round picks. You know, like uh, McCaffrey. We could use that. Cool that stuff. All right. But the lower ones. Not so much. Dude, let me do that. I'm a lower round pick guru. They should hire me. They seriously should. I mean, you have no idea. I'll, I'll hire you. I'll hire you, too. <laughs> not not to do anything football related, if you know what I'm talking about. You're very saucy. Oh, I, I come on over and see me sometime. <laughs> All right, buddy. Anyway, so I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see. I, if they keep this, the scouting department and, and, and basically intact, I won't really have... A, any kind of issue with this because there's talent in Washington's scouting department. They're a good scouting department. Um, they always have been. It's just Snyder hasn't taken the recommendations. Does, what's has Doug Williams just been shuffled underneath the uh, the the garage door or something? I mean, it's, I know he's still a member of the Washington football team, but yeah. his role is like he's almost undefined. Now. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough situation because he was a feel good hire for Snyder, and he was like, let's get you know one of the old guard, one of the Super Bowl winners in here. So he, you know, and he, class act, total class act. Nobody, I mean, you know, I think Doug Doug Williams is now caught in between a rock and a hard place between you know trying to be the ambassador to the you know to the new kids coming in and trying to 
tell him about the way you know it's supposed to be done, but then he's not Ron's guy. But Don doesn't dislike him. It's just he doesn't. Where do you does he fit? That dude? You're just kind of an, a a peg without a hole, maybe. I don't know. That'll get worked out over time. I'm not. I can't think about Doug Doug Williams at the moment. Um, here's where I think that this team goes right now. From a, I mean, I, I I'm ready to talk about the draft, but it might be a little bit too early because until we do have any kind of a combine thing, I just there's too many uh, ifs and buts, and I just don't know what what what, what players are really all about right now. But uh, there's news on the free agency front for sure, and I think at, at this time. I mean, I just want to kind of open up a discussion with you about what they're going to do at, at quarterback because we said we were going to talk about that, and and now I think the time has come. And I I mentioned it at the top of the hour where it wasn't so much that I was in love with Sam Darnold in particular. I I mean, I thought he was good coming out of college. The best thing about him is he's young. Yes, right. And, and that was the whole thing. He was going to be young and available, and 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 a, and a first round talent. Yeah, we also sort of teased something about Deshaun Watson, who is apparently very, very unhappy in Houston. Like everybody seems to be unhappy in Houston these days. Yeah, they that I mean, if you want to, if you want two organizations that you're gl- you're glad you aren't a, a fan of right now, Houston would be one. Detroit Lions would be the other. Like Detroit's just what is that ownership doing? Uh, I don't know. They have no direction. It's like a warm milkshake up. You know, it's some very un, un, very unappealing. It's like you can't hate them, but yeah, it's just the silver uniform. It's just like you know everything is wrong about Detroit. I don't know what it is, and they've never won a Super Bowl. They're just like this uh, franchise that nobody really wants to be a part of. So, uh, Matthew Stafford has been it was the first overall pick out of University of Georgia, Georgia, many many moons ago, and he's been good. He hasn't quite lived up to that, um, but he's been good. I and mean, at times, he's been exceptional. He's he, better than anybody we had in, a, in an awfully long time. Ed. That's not saying much, but that's true. True. Uh, he, I don't, it's not clear if Detroit is going to move forward with him because he has been hurt. He had that back issue. He had a neck injury. He had an arm, shoulder. He had a whole, he's dinged yeah. up in lots of different ways. He plays hurt, though. He does. He's got a Morgan Moses kind of, uh, he'll, he'll play hurt. He will. And, he, and he's, you know, he's, he's a fiery dude. I like him. I mean, I like him too. I'd I'd be fine with him. And he's thirty two, so it's not like he's he's some you know dinosaur yet. He's not. If you take contrast that to another quarterback that that may be available would be uh, Matt Ryan from the Atlanta At, Falcons. Yes, now, he's old. There. He's thirty seven or thirty eight, right? No. I know he is. He's thirty. He's thirty seven years old. Matt Ryan. I think. Yeah, he's up there in that. I think he's thirty six now and will be thirty seven. He's at least thirty four, thirty five oh, at a he, minimum. He's thirty seven of. Anyway, we can look that up instead of pretending like we know. We should know. Anyway, any case, you're 37. Let's just say he's 37. Fine. I don't. I actually think he's 34. I'm gonna go with 34. <laughs> I think you're wrong, but let's keep going. Okay. Now, what, who would you rather have between those two guys? If you had, if you 35. Had, 35. 35. Uh, thank you very much. That's what I said. 35. That's what I said. 34 <laughs> or five. Yeah, you did. Okay, keep going. Now, who would you rather have? Would you rather have Ryan or Stafford? I'd rather have Ryan, but it's going to. You're going to have to. You're going to have to give up some draft capital to get Matt Ryan. You're not going to have to probably if if Detroit moves on from Stafford, they're simply going to move on from him. Now the deal you want to talk about some contracts that are problematic. Matt Stafford's contract is problematic now, not for much longer, but this year it's extremely problematic. Now let's let's just say Detroit kept him, just kept him, didn't do anything else, just kept him at where he's at. He counts thirty-three million dollars against Detroit's cap this year. Wow. Yeah, thirty-three. So he gets ten million base salary. He has a ten million signing bonus, and then ten million uh, roster bonus. Jeez. So because he's 
he he didn't get his ten million dollar roster bonus last year because he was hurt. But this this season he played an, enough snaps, whatever it was, yeah. and he gets ten million. And then he has a few million others in in, in various bonuses that he's made. So he counts a total of thirty three million. So if they cut him, they they save quite a bit off of that. I can't. I mean, it's substantial, like like twenty. Like now he counts thirteen million. They can absorb that for one year and suck or whatever it is. But if they cut him now, Matt Stafford's contract is gone. And they can sign. We can sign him for whatever we want if that's what he he wanted to do. If they were to cut him, there, there'd be a bidding war that would go for that dude. I mean, just automatically because so many teams are quarterback thirsty. Us being maybe at the front of the list, but 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 here's the thing: a lot of the quarterback thirsty teams are drafting early and there are six good quarterbacks available and so that's where this comes to and, and that's yeah. why we have to almost well, it's why washington has to look for a quarterback in the free agency realm because here's what they can't do they cannot and i know ron has contemplated this i can feel him contemplating this i can feel it can you feel ron rivera i feel you feeling it yeah i'm feeling i'm feeling you feeling me feeling it okay uh that he is contemplating like well you know alex could heal up over the offseason oh taylor heineke looked pretty good you know and then i've got kyle allen how how is that not your three quarterback stable going into washington next year alex smith kyle allen and taylor heineke or t- t- taylor heineke i was t- gonna say tyler t- heineken <laughs> taylor heineke anyway anyway that don't think for a second that, that Ron Rivera isn't contemplating that quarterback room. Uh, Alex Smith's not going to be on the Washington football team next year. He, he has stated that his, his desire to play has been rekindled by the action that good, he saw. Good for him. It's just not here. And God love him, and he's the player of the They should rename the comeback player of the year the Alex Smith Award. They might. Uh, but how do you know? How do you what what you say that confidently like it's your decision. How do you know? Who wants to see that? I'm not asking you who wants to. I'm asking, could it happen? 37. Take us to a break. Uh, I'm telling you, it's more likely than you know. We'll, we'll, we'll take a break because I think we need to, we need to, uh, we need to refresh our, our brains here for a second. But that could be happening. And uh, we'll get into the draft a little bit and uh, also a couple other uh, Washington tidbits. And then uh, we got some championship football coming up this weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. We're going to get into that. Uh, so stay tuned. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes. Their age. The way they speak. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. It's one of my favorites. By my favorite. One of his better efforts, lyrically and guitarly. Just beautiful. Matt, Matt's on a roll with the music today. He is. You know who else was on a roll? I mentioned this earlier. Is uh, the, the Joe Scarborough show? Like the, I don't know who was picking the music, but that guy has the same taste in music I do. All right. <laughs> it was like... Uh, you know, just hearing uh, tumbling dice. I had a, had a little of that. I had a like, don't you want somebody to love? A little starship. A little starship. I mean, I, I, not that I would ever pick that tune out of a you know bin, but is I, that I'm airplane like a, or starship? That was definitely the uh, the Jefferson airplane. Airplane. Okay. Yeah, the starship was more of the um, the later version. 
Um, you, you do know two of those guys are Wilson Tigers, right? Jane! Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. Two dudes from Jefferson Airplane slash Starship went to Woodrow Wilson. Correct. Yeah. I did I to, not know that. I have to research to tell you which two, but yeah. I will go home and look at that. Dude, we, we need to contact those I'll guys. I'll be looking that up. Be like, hey, we got a, we got a thing here. Anyway, uh, real quick, like, we're going we're gonna to get to this real quick, like, um, the the draft that is coming up is going like I said is going to be one of the most interesting ones, uh, in that I can remember, uh, just because of so many players and so many top end players and so many really good players later on, and so uh, I I'm just curious what you think about um, would you rather have, you know, would you, let's say let's say you could move up in the draft. And get to like f- four or six or eight, something like that. But now you've got like no more picks until like the fifth round. Would you rather do that or trade back and get a whole bunch of picks in the second, third? Things. Well, just just between general. those two options, I'd I'd go for the more picks right now. Just yeah. I, I don't I don't know about mortgaging the future again. The only thing I might do was maybe trade the all my cards for Deshaun Jackson or Watson, Deshaun Watson. If that were something that would be available, and he wanted to come here, that's he, the only thing I would do. Yeah, let's 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 put a bow and wrap that discussion up because you teased that a little bit, and it's interesting to see what's happening there. I mean, I I, I now have a, a term that's in, exists in my own head. I will introduce it to you and the and the rest of the the world is Bob's B O B S. Okay, that stands for Bill O'Brien syndrome. Oh my God, that's funny. That's just when you know you do know a lot and you have had success. And all of a sudden, you think it's a little bit more about you than a few other things. I mean, you should be arrogant and cocky to a certain extent if you're going to have that job. But when you give up your leadership for your arrogance is when you start, it's at that sliding scale and that he went down. And he's not a horrible person. I just think he, he got pissed off at DeAndre Hopkins for the way he was acting and just decided, like, it's my football team. I'm going to show you, you know. That's one of the worst trades in the NFL history, isn't right. it? Right, and, th- and that just precipitated an absolute downslide. And then you see Lamar Hunt, uh, the owner of that organization, you know, th- they're they're interviewing some minority candidates, and all of a sudden he's like, well, you know what, I like this white guy over here. <laughs> you know, before you got here, me and Matt were talking about what's going on with Eric Bieniemy and the hirings in the NFL. Right. There's not one person of color who's been hired yet. Have you noticed that? It's been five, seven vacancies. Five have been filled. Yeah, I, well, B enemy's going to get one of them. I mean, he, there's yeah, two left, right? We've been saying that for how many years now? I remember at least two months ago we were talking about him definitely getting the first job available, right? He's like Chiefs are we, 25 and one in their last 26 games, and don't tell good. me he doesn't call the plays. Because what about Doug Peterson? What about uh, some other slappy that came from that organization? As well? Oh, um, Todd Haley. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he, his name. He gets more. That job. guy sucked too. He's he's everyone's nephew. He gets a job every every Don't ten tell me minutes. That either. Twenty nine of the thirty two draft picks in the first round were black. The league is seventy percent black. And then, what does that guy need to do, Eric Bieniemy? Well, Don't tell me he's short. Don't what, tell me that either. No. Bill Belichick's a little short knocker, also. What the hell doesn't matter? If you're call, you can be seven inches tall if you can call a game. That's all I give a damn about. Exactly. Yeah, but you gave Evan. You gave me a spiel about uh, like CEOs being short. Not well, no, it's a, it's a perception. Or they have to be tall or something. Pe- people don't like the leaders of their organizations to be short. Right. That's what I'm saying. They would rather have a tall woman than a short right. man. That's what I'm saying. Huh. But Bill Belichick's a short knocker. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he Who is, and, so, and all his kids are little 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 fireplugs as well. Do they all wear that same hoodie? <laughs> Bill's Belichick's son. It's like someone tell that guy the mullet went out of style 
30 years ago dude he's got the most aggressive mullet i've ever seen that's funny but he, he actually kind of raw like he knows that it's actually kind of an inside joke like he he makes it as mullet it's as an ironic can. mullet that's yeah, what you're telling me he's, he's a purposely ironic mu- I, I hope so because <laughs> good god man you cannot go into public with, like what are you gonna wear an entire jeans outfit jean jacket jean pants can, can you have a denim shirt up? Yeah, exactly. The Canadian <laughs> tuxedo is one of the best yeah, like expressions that. of all time. We, we've gotten off the rails. Take yeah, us we back have. to the draft. <laughs> anyway, back to the draft. Canadian tux is good, though. Yeah, it is. So, uh, first of all, it's very disappointing uh, to to not see Eric Bieniemy already already have a job. I thought he would have gotten the Jets job. Not that not that Salah, the the guy from the Niners, you can't you know you can't argue with that hire. He's a great guy, but I mean anyway. Um, I really feel like that the, this draft in particular is going to define where this team goes because this is an opportunity for Rivera to get his guys. Like they could actually trade back, they could actually trade away. You know, they could do a sign and trade of Brandon Sheriff. So I don't think they're going to pay him going forward. I got a weird feeling, but I don't know how to feel on that either, Ev. But they, I think they're going to cut him and just try to try to get as many interior offensive linemen from the draft as they can. I, I think that that's the direction they're going to go if they can't get move up and get like a Devontae Smith or Patrick Sertan. He might fall at 19. I don't know. That's the great cornerback from Alabama. In any case, uh, I, I this is a, an opportunity for the, your Washington football team to, to jump to leapfrog uh, ahead of people if they draft well because they're already the best team in the NFC East, as we saw. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm ready to say that. Except for at the most glaring position, quarterback. Yeah. Well, Speaking of quick quarterbacks, not to there, get no, you sidetracked, yeah. the kid from uh, North Dakota State, Trey Lance, does he make it to number 19? And if so, would they take him? I don't think he does because his athletic skills are so intriguing, even though he's raw. I mean, that kid can run. He can really run and he can really throw. He's just raw. I mean, he's just, you know, he doesn't read defenses. They don't do. And the other thing that I worry about is that North Dakota State runs the ball so well, so well that, you know, guys are. Guys are open for that guy when, with Trey Lance when he throws. So I, I don't think I don't see him making it past uh, San Francisco. If he landed there at San Francisco, San Francisco would jump all over him. But uh, Matt Ryan, who we mentioned earlier, who might be a quarterback uh, trade possibility, ask yourself if you're Matt Ryan and you're available, where do you want to go, Washington, or do you want to go to San Francisco and play for your old pal Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan? Yeah, that's a good call. A lot of people have been mentioning that, but you you said it better than I did. I mean, that's why it's all really for me about Stafford, and it really comes down to Stafford because I don't think any of those guys that you're mentioning, you know, and, and we've mentioned these names. Let's mention the six quarterbacks that I think will go in the top, certainly the first round and maybe even the top 20 are in order. Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. Probably Justin Fields, but Zach Wilson, BYU, you could put either one of those two. It just depends on what team really wants. And then you've got um, Trey Lance, who we mentioned, and then two guys, Kyle Trask and uh, Mac, uh, Mac Jones from Alabama. So those are your six quarterbacks. I don't know if Rivera or the scouting department for Washington loves any of those guys. I think your first three you can work with. Those back three, you're taking your chances of, of a Josh Rosen, you know, just kind of a – a guy who seemed to have the talent but just didn't work out or whatever it was. Although he's with San Francisco now. So that's going to be interesting to watch what San Francisco does. In any case, uh, Stafford ends up checking all the boxes. A, he's got the experience. The, they'll have to pay him, but you have to pay a quarterback. Yeah, they'll rip it up and write him a new deal if he wants to come. Yeah, he's not going to pay $33 million. That's not going to happen. No, it's not happening. He's not going to get Alex Smith money either. He's going to get more than that. 
but somewhere in between. It's going to be like your 22, 24 million a year. It's got to be somewhere in there. Otherwise, we can't afford it. Uh, and he's 32. I mean, he's got another five years. So this team can win a Super Bowl. I mean, if they otherwise have a Super Bowl caliber team, if they build one, first of all, you don't have to draft some guy. You Now you're getting him a quarterback. You're getting your quarterback in free agency. Now you can use that 19th pick to get yourself those young players and build around them. You can get that, you know, that that linebacker or that cover corner or whatever or it is. Or even parlay that pick into two, you know, a little bit better. Who knows? More options. So ultimately, I think the best thing for Washington to do is this. Sign Matt Stafford, keep Heineke and Kyle Allen, and just say, Alex, you got to be a coach. But again, Alex's contract is huge. If they, they can cut him and save a lot, but they... They'll save 10 million bucks. Yeah, but if, if they, I think he actually counts with all the bonuses and everything, like twenty-two million or something like that. It's not just the sixteen or seventeen. It's actually there's. It's I think it's a solid twenty million dollar cap hit. If they kiss and say goodbye to him, it'll be ten point five million dollars they'll save in the in the cap for next yeah. year. So well, stay tuned for that. Uh, you want to do a little ping pong? You want you want? I know. Let's, let's, let's check it. Let's check in on the uh, the games this 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 coming Sunday, and then do a little ping pong. What do you do that? Go for it, bud. Okay, NFC Championship first. Champ, NFC Championship at Lambeau for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Rodgers and Brady. Awesome. Snow flurries in the forecast. I'm loving Aaron Rodgers in this matchup as much as I... My every instinct says, don't pick against Tom Brady in, an, in any championship game. That's must-see television. I, I feel like... Being at Lambeau, and this feels like Aaron Rodgers' year. I'm taking, I'm taking, uh, I'm taking the pack to win that one. I'll be rooting for the pack. But are you, do you think they're going to win? <sighs> yeah, I do. All right. Do you know that? Do you happen to know the spread offhand? It's three and a half. Three and a half for the pack. Obviously, that's almost like a half. That's a half point spread on a neutral field. Yeah. There's no. Well, there was a lot of guys in, in Lambeau Field. There was that, that almost looked like a capacity crowd. It looked a little COVID. Uh, uh, well, dude, once you get below freezing, the COVID the viruses don't like hanging out outside and below freezing temperatures. They really, really, really don't. Uh, then the next game we have, of course, the Chiefs. We don't know if Mahomes is going to play. He'll play. You think he's going to play? All right, all right. So we got uh, the Chiefs and the uh, and the Bills and the Bills. Thank you very much. I'm so excited for the Bills. So excited. I, I'm. I'll be rooting for them. I will be too. I think they actually have. I want to say the more complete team, but it's like they have the more like Super Bowl trajectory energy about them. They're imminently more lovable right now just oh, because of so the storage. So much. Their more. fans are fantastic. They really, really are. But are you really going to pick against Patrick Mahomes? Nope. In the Ace? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Not with money. <laughs> not with actual money? <laughs> no. I'm actually going to take the Bills on this just because I don't. Even if Mahomes is clear to play, which I'm sure he will be, I think he's going to be less than 100. I think his brain is going to be a little bit frazzled, and the team is going to press a little bit too much to try and overcompensate, and the Bills are just having too much fun. So you're going to have a Bills-Packers Super Bowl. I'll agree with you there. All right. I'm ready for some ping pong if you are. Me too, buddy. All right. Oh, is that that your serve? Oh, crap. I wasn't ready for that. Okay. Let me get my paddle. All right. Uh, I'm ready. uh, Who's your favorite stand-up comedian of all time? All time? Boy, I mean, how do I go? I mean, you talk about, you know, I can't pick Brady, uh, not in the playoffs. How do I pick not George Carlin? It's got to be George Carlin, and I still love Louis C.K. I know he's been, I know, I know, I know. But, man, that, that guy makes me laugh. 
there's a you got Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor up there, but yeah, I love George Carlin too. I um, almost can't even put Eddie Murphy because he meant so much to me as a child. I can't like he's not even a comedian. He's part of my soul he's in like a weird like a, way, a demigod. Like I just use his. I st- I've stolen so much of his comedy and use it as my everyday language. How can I even pick him as my as my thing? Okay, uh, general philosophy: best player available or more of a need, regardless of drowned. As far as the Washington football team draft? Regardless of any other, objectively, you're a GM of any team. I'll go best player available. You're more of a best player. I think the yeah. best player player role is a, is a lie, and I think GMs almost always go need. And I, I think the whole concept of best player role is a, is a farce. Okay. Okay, what you got for me? What would you give up for Deshaun Watson? Assuming it's going to be a, a bevy of first-round draft picks, would you go as high as four? Oh, hell no. Would you give three? No. Okay. No. I'd give three number ones for, for Deshaun. I would not. I would give two. I would give two. Two and two twos or something like that? It's going to take more than that to get him. Here's the thing is that his team has not been good. He doesn't have a lot of talent. He's still the fourth-rated best quarterback this year. That tells you everything you need to know, and he he's was, a winner. It was one or two in all the stats that were important this year. He was fantastic. With, with, with no DeAndre Hopkins and no, I mean, just, not, just a bad team. Um, plant-based burgers. Have you had them yet? I've never tried it, and I never will. <laughs> Why won't you? There's nothing wrong with a regular beef burger. What's the problem? Yeah, I guess you're right. If you be, if you're not a vegetarian, as as I am, I want I have a I have bad news. I'm gonna ruin ruin the beef version of the of the plant based burger thing, dude. And, to, and once you notice it, you can't unnotice it. Plant based burgers smell and taste exactly like dog food. And as soon as you notice it, you're like, oh. Plant-based chicken tastes awesome. I'm all about the plant-based chicken right now. All right. All right. Let's, uh, you want to sneak one more question in? Because we know yeah, we got to go. Give me something. All right. Um. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love that you just got that, that little ping pong thing in there. Go um, ahead. All right. Where does Drew Brees end up on your all-time quarterback list? Is he in the top five? Is he in the top ten? No. Top ten, yeah. But he's at the back end of the top ten. I think he's just outside my top ten. I mean, his stats are so good. You just have to give that to him a little bit. I mean, he's so good for so long. But, yeah, you, you, you thought there might have been one more Super Bowl in there. You thought there might have been a little more of this, a little more of that. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, in the height, I do like a 6'3", six, 6'4", six, quarterback. I sort of just do. I mean, I, I'd rather have Marino than Breeze. I was, you literally stole the words right out of my really? mouth. Really? You're going to say Marino? I, yeah. Because Marino yeah. never won a Super Bowl, but I'd no, still take him. 16 years in uh, New Orleans with Sean Payton and Drew Breeze together. I mean, hey, great career, Drew. Not dissing you, but you're not in the top. I think maybe back into the top fifteen. I know you. You have a weird. You've had a weird thing about Drew Brees for I can't even remember. This is this goes back ten years arguing in, in, in Chief Ikes about like why don't you like Brees? Like he stinks. Like give me a reason. Like we lose shouting matches about Drew Brees. Anyway, uh, I think the shouting match t- for today is over. We didn't shout. We had a great time. We had a great time bringing you uh, awesome content. Thank you for listening. It's Native Sun DC. Email us at matt at nativesundc.com. Uh, we'll be here next week uh, to talk about who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, we'll officially have a new GM and you know, new corp- no president. Officially. Hey, now. Hey, now. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Be safe. The person that you really are now We got to get in straight How could I ever be late When you're my woman taking up my time